The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Utah scammers have struck again. This time, the victim is Big Deluxe Tattoo on State Street, where someone impersonating the business online swindled people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Last fall, I asked Deseret News columnist Meg Walter why the Beehive State always tops the charts for fraud, because she is one of my favorite voices on Utah culture. It's Thursday, August 10th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Meg Walter, in reports of all different kinds, U.S. News and World, whatever, whatever, Utah is named a top or the top state for fraud in the nation. Why do you think we deserve this crown? Do we deserve this crown? It depends on... Are we talking about quality or quantity of fraud, right? Do we have a lot of big Hmm. fraud cases? No, I don't think so. But do we have a lot of smaller affinity fraud? I think, yeah, probably. So I think we have deserved the title. How's that for a non-answer? Well done. You should run for office. Thank you. Thank you. How would you define affinity fraud? Fraud that you get roped into because of an affection you feel for the person who roped you into it. You half did it because you felt like it was a good opportunity, but more than half did it because you liked the person or felt guilty saying no. Okay. Well, on that note, I feel like we have to talk about why Utah is ripe for this. Why do you think? I think in Utah, we are more likely to know our neighbors Hmm. and be a part of a community, whether you go to church or whether you benefit from your neighbors going to church or whether you I mean, I just feel like we have like a neighborhood focused state. I was writing a piece recently about something that was happening in Utah. And I asked some of my coworkers, it was about Halloween, actually. And I said, well, how do you sell? How does Utah's Halloween differ from Halloween where you're from? And they said it is Mm -hmm. so much more of a community event here because people know their neighbors. So just by the product of knowing your neighbors, you are more likely to get roped into these things because it's like a numbers game, right? The more people you know, Hmm. the higher the chances are that they're going to get you into something like this. Yeah, that makes sense. And also like on the note of trust, it's like you are more likely to trust your neighbors because you're like, well, I I mean, maybe not everyone stares out their window all day at their neighbors, but I do. (laughs) And I'm like, I watch you. Like you're right there. And you're my friend. And you're my friend and you're nice to me. And like you picked the same house as me or the same kind of house as me. So like we're just inherently alike, right? We like we have similar values. And you wouldn't ever do anything to hurt me. Mm -hmm. You know my family. Why would you steal my money? Yeah. In the past when you and I have talked about scammers and we absolutely have, you have said something that I think is really interesting, which is that there are kind of two kinds of fraud in Utah. You've got like 
accidental fraud, like people who kind of fall into it. And then you've got the more purposeful, more like sort of malignant, like scammers. Do you still believe that? Is that still kind of your delineation? Yes, but I need to add an important caveat, which is that the definition of fraud is pretty narrow and states Mm. that you have to willingly deceive people, right? So I wouldn't call them fraud so much as scams. And I feel like the first category is more getting ahead of your skis than it is intentionally defrauding people. Um, So the last time we really talked about it was when we talked about the Magnolia show, right? Yeah. And how they didn't... Homework. Homework. They didn't set out (laughs) to defraud these homeowners. And I don't know if the legal definition is that they defrauded them, but they certainly put them in a financial mess, right? Yeah. Because they got ahead of their skis. They took on more that they could handle. I know LuLaRoe isn't a Utah company, but it feels Utah adjacent, right? I don't think those mm-hmm. founders set out to screw over their customers, but they got ahead of their skis. They didn't scale. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire the right people. And so they ended up really hurting the people who were a part of their companies. But then you have people who intentionally defraud their customers and investors, and that certainly happens here as well. Yeah. Can you give an example of a Utah scam or scheme that you would define as being like purposeful white collar scammery? So Trevor Milton, right? Who's that? The founder of Nikola, the supposed hydrogen car Nikola being the first name of Tesla, right? So it was going to be like the alternative to Tesla. It was going to be hydrogen powered. He, I mean, allegedly, again, don't want to get sued for defamation here, but he Mm -hmm. uh, defrauded his investors. And here's why I think that's interesting for Utah. We are a tech state, right? Yeah. We pride ourselves on innovation. Most of our innovation, though, isn't very sexy, right? It's SaaS. It's dental appointment scheduling like (laughs) Qualtrics is a huge company but like who cares what Qualtrics does nobody cares because it's boring or knows or knows (laughs) like gun to my head I cannot explain what Qualtrics does no data right right like survey monkey I think anyway a hydrogen car though that's like sexy right that is Mm -hmm. cool and that could put Utah on the map so people were really excited about it right and I feel like yeah. part of that excitement was maybe not as much diligence as should have been done and a founder who wasn't willing to disclose everything that was really going on, which led to the financial disaster that happened on the heels of Nicola, right? Mm-hmm. That was intentional fraud that was allowed to happen because we wanted something sexy and exciting to come out of the state, in my opinion. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. 
Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. I want to pivot back to the only slightly lighter version of a Utah scam, which is like you you brought up, sort of the like getting ahead of yourself yeah. version. Can you name some some of those for people who who might be looking to make that connection? Yeah, I mean, I think like the homework thing was that, right? Mm -hmm. I already mentioned LuLaRoe, which wasn't a Utah company, but I think we've seen a lot of MLMs burn bright and fast and fizzle out and hurt a lot of people along the way, right? Like how many Facebook Mm -hmm. messages did you get in 2011 that was like, hey, hot mama, do you want to buy some lip scents? You know, like- Those are everywhere and not necessarily fraudulent, but certainly people getting ahead of their skis. And it resulting in people getting hurt. That was the thing about the LuLaRoe documentary was like how many specifically women were like, I got burned by this. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of what's interesting and part of what's a Utah tie in here is that a lot of women who stay at home with their kids do want entrepreneurial experiences, right? And they do want to Mm -hmm. add to their family's financial independence or be financially independent on their own. Whether or not they feel like they should work is kind of beside the point. Childcare is really expensive, right? So for a lot of women, it becomes a wash if they want to work and pay for childcare. So these feel like great opportunities for them to make money at home. And I think it's really tragic that we don't have more legitimate opportunities for these women Hmm. to do something like that at home. And they end up getting roped into these dumb MLMs that don't actually make them money. And more often than not, they lose money. Um, And I would like to see more opportunities afforded to a lot of these moms. I don't know. I can't really think of many others. I think most Utahns probably know the term MLM. But in case you're listening and you don't, multi-level marketing, which is basically like it's like a diet Ponzi, diet pyramid scheme, maybe. Yeah. For some reason, I used to know the definition of this, but it's not a pyramid scheme because something, something. But like if you draw a picture of how it works, it looks like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. There's a downline. Get in early. You get the most money. Everyone has to have someone beneath them in order to make money. And eventually the people at the bottom are never going to make money. 
Right. They get left holding the bag. When people talk about fraud in Utah, they often are pointing to some of these like MLMs, like the sort of like neighborly, it seems too good to be true. And oops, it is kind of schemes. And it feels often like a little victim blamey. Like I think particularly because it's women that get involved often in these that like it's a depiction of Utah women problem I think in some ways where it's like oh the reason for this is because Utah women are stay-at-home moms a lot of them they have too much time on their hands like specifically LDS women like they're looking for something to do etc etc do you also find that like in the narrative because I feel like you study like Utah women culture in particular yes to answer your question yes and like I maybe failed to explain before. I don't think that they're dumb, right? I think that they are really right. excited by the chance yeah. to run their own business at home and are told that if they work hard enough, they'll be successful, right? And hear mm-hmm. success stories from other people who are successful. And I think I don't think they're dumb. I think sometimes there's a lack of resources to warn them about what the potential is, but there's definitely inherent sexism saying Look at these dumb women who are dumb enough to sign up for this program that everyone knows is bad. When how great would it be if there were like better options for women with children to be a part of the workplace, right? Like, I think a lot of it is just lack of options. Yeah. And like we hear this expression a lot, like, let the buyer beware, like it's on the consumer. And I mean, I'll say it. It's not like it's actually the attorney general's job. Right. Right. So it's like I don't think you can fault anyone for being scammed or becoming involved in something like this. Like there is a whole elected office that is responsible for making sure that these things don't happen or that they're appropriately prosecuted or whatever. I agree. And I feel like there's a lot of embarrassment when you have been Mm. scammed. But who among us has not been scammed? You know, Yeah. I clicked a link and someone took over my Twitter like not that long ago. Like it's very easy to get scammed and scammers are getting more sophisticated. And I think that Mm -hmm. there needs to be less stigma around people sharing their stories because the more people share their stories, the more awareness will grow and the smarter we'll all become as it concerns fraud and scams. Yeah. Okay, you're a Utah navigating the world. You work in news media. Mm -hmm. I think you're very savvy. Thank you. Do you have any tips for us on not getting scammed? Like, are there like lessons you've learned? Like you said, if it seems too good to be true, it is. Mm -hmm. Last week, everyone I know bought the $100 uni pizza oven off of Amazon. (laughs) Guess what, guys? It's not real. Yeah. Everyone today received an email. Like I said, I've fallen for so many scams. I think it's just about doing that extra step of research and being careful and sleeping with one eye open, you know, like so great to be trusting and loving and part of a community, but also, you know, look out for yourself. I think that is extremely sage advice. Any last thoughts, Meg, on scam culture in Utah? Don't scam people. Don't be a scammer. If you are scammed, don't be embarrassed. It happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's an opportunity to learn and be a little bit wiser in the future. Yeah. Meg Walter, thank you so much. Thank you. Here's some recent reporting on Utah scams from our friends at KUER. It's pretty mind-blowing. 
According to the Federal Trade Commission, Utahns lost $63 million to scammers in the year 2022. And that number is up 62% from the year prior. Utah is number one in the nation for affinity fraud, meaning fraud that takes advantage of people's trust. Think friends and neighbors scamming you. But our most reported schemes are imposter schemes, and artificial intelligence is making that much easier. Now, elderly Utahns tend to lose the most money to scammers, but nationally, it's actually young people that get scammed more often. But here's one big obstacle to shutting down scammers. Many victims of fraud do not report to the police. It's estimated, in fact, that only half of all fraud victims report the crime. And experts think it's because they feel shame. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.